Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. tell you, if you've only been texting on an app, 
and or talking on an app and texting for five days, you probably won't get many red flags. No, because that comes with literal talking and spending time. And when you are masking this stuff over a text, there's no real talking while you're texting. Well, her 12 stitches will definitely help to remind her to stay off the app. Just please, just stay off the app. Spend time publicly with people. You know, if you're looking to date, do not invite people over to your home that you don't know. That's a red flag right there for women. You should know better, ladies. Come on. We're not doing very smart things when we're, you know, dating on apps and then inviting people straight to our home thereafter, immediately thereafter. Okay, so come on. Let us all take a lesson from Ms. Taylor Smith and understand that that's just not the move. Okay? All right. Had she been listening to his due time with Pastor Steph, she would have already known the red flags about dating on a dating app and not meeting in person. So look at how blessed you are. Look at how blessed you are. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. Rolled around, and we are back with the My Two Cents TV and film review. Yes, and we're back with Kingdom Business Season 2, and that's the BET Plus series with stars Yolanda Adams, um, Soraya McNeil, uh, all kinds of familiar faces, Michael Beach, uh, the Braxton, Tamar Braxton, we're talking about Michael J. White. All of these people have come back for season two. And Kirk Kirk Franklin has rejoined the team in doing a second uh, round of Kingdom Business. And, you know, there's an interesting start as the Jordan family you know, gets uh, up and running after the cliffhanging shooting last season. So we open up season one to find out that although the bishop, pastor, had the gun to his head and the gun went off, which is what we heard last, that it did not go into his head, but it went into Yolanda Adams' Yeah, so she is fighting for her life. When she finally awakens, she awakens to amnesia. Now, this went on throughout the entire first and second episode where she does not remember anything. She's becoming familiar, you know, with her daughter, her son, and her husband. And her parents have both come to town and you know it's a very interesting dynamic 
you know, that you see because our brother Ainsley believes that she's actually faking. Yeah. Now, I have to tell you, I never considered that as being one of the uh, plot twists. So I guess we're going to find out sooner or later if, you know, Danita is actually faking this amnesia. But the interesting part is we pulled out, we were able to extract quite a bit of uh, church folk out of this first and second episodes. Now, we have our Deacon Kirk, who we call, he's Deacon Dwayne, but we call him Deacon Kirk. Now, he actually approaches um, uh, Calvin, Danita's husband, about his suicide attempt. And he, you know, reminds him that, you know what, you know, you're trying to get rid of your past and how you feel and all the guilt and everything by committing suicide. But you can't atone for your sins dead. And I I don't know, that was just like so powerful for me because when you think about people who actually try to kill themselves because they've committed like all these sins and they feel bad and they want to get rid of, you know, how they feel and they want to exit this world, this life. I've never thought about it like that. And, I mean, it, it really sparked a very interesting conversation and it's a it makes you it makes you think it really makes you think about the fact how we want to run away from our sins and you know you can run and hide but you cannot run and hide from God let me remind you that the Bible says where can I go that the Lord does not know where I am Oh, I can't go. I can go from here, there, everywhere, but God is going to know where I am. I cannot hide. And that was, like, so powerful, you know, that, and I mean, this first episode, the first two episodes, you know, they had some some line droppers, as I call them, you know, something that really stimulated your thoughts. So if you have not had a chance, to, you know, jump on board and and join us for this chatter about Kingdom Business Season 2, join us tomorrow, Godspeed. Now, we're watching and reviewing Episodes 3 and 4 because we're kind of behind, and I actually wanted to watch it as it was playing. So hopefully... You know, it airs on Wednesday nights at 10.30, again, on BET+. Plus. So hopefully when we review um, episodes three and four tomorrow, we'll be caught up. We'll be caught up. So, you know, we want to review next week what happens on this week's, this week, Thursday, uh, Wednesday's episode. So make sure you catch up with us. We don't want to leave you behind, okay? Okay. Well... Wow, Wednesday rolled around, and our girlfriend Vivian brought us the socially conscious segment, and uh, she told us about the residents in NYCHA out in East New York who were not uh, very happy, needless to say, 
because they have been eating off of hot plates for the majority of this year. And, you know, so they were saying that they could not have a great Thanksgiving day because you can't cook a turkey on a hot plate. And to add insult to injury, NYCHA gave them $15, a $15 gift certificate per household member for their shopping. Now, that really won't answer, you know, they didn't answer the question as to how they were going to spend their Thanksgiving, you know, holiday. But, you know, I guess they figured something is better than nothing. If you're going somewhere, you can contribute. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully, you know, in a, a very short moment, they will have everything back and underway. So, you know... Our other kind of wow story was the mental health, uh, let's see, focus that's happening on the job now. And they're talking about how the mental health problems are really, um, like, leaking into the workplace and how, you know, workers' comp is actually adding this and factoring this in. You know, so we don't know how this is going to play out because you know how people are. You know, you give them an inch, they take a mile, and now, you know, they're allowing them to, you know, focus on mental illness. So you got to give a couple, maybe a, a couple of extra mental illness days and things like that. And you know how people are going to be faking it and all that kind of stuff. So we're just going to see how this plays out and if there's going to be some complaints or if there's going to be some saluting this new rule or whatever new rules are going to kind of come down the pipeline regarding this mental illness uh, issue because this is real. It's real. It's not as it's not as real as people want to believe. Yes, there is evil in this world. Everybody is not mentally ill. But for those who really are, you don't want to take away from people who really need to get this attention, right? All right, so that's how we spent our week last week because Thursday was Thanksgiving Day and Friday the Duke Time crew had off. So I'm praying and hoping that your Thanksgiving Day was just as wonderful as ours and that you had a fantastic time wherever you went, if you stayed home, if you went out, if you traveled, whatever you decided to do. We pray that, you know, you had a good day and a good extra day off. Yeah. So, today is Shaking the Monday Morning Blues. We are back. We are almost finished with the month of November. Man, this year has flown by. Yes, 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 yes. This year has flown by before you know it. God spares our life. We will be in 2024. And, you know, it's just a mark of another year gone by. So we're giving God thanks, you know, for him bringing all of us safely through this holiday weekend. Because despite the fact that there was not really a whole lot of chatter in the news about Thanksgiving Day incidences, 
I mean, maybe Vivian will come up with some stuff on Wednesday, but I didn't see but one and or maybe two. I really didn't see anything. So I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I got a couple of stories and not all that moving, but you know how it goes down. With the due time crew, we can make something out of nothing at any time. So let's get this party started. Go ahead and get your healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. House Call, sponsored by Roper St. Francis Healthcare. Stomach cancers can be difficult to diagnose because the signs can be so subtle. Dr. Ziad Scaff says don't ignore gastric issues, especially if you have more than one. You're not going to think cancer every single time you have stomach pain. You're not going to think cancer every single time you start losing weight and you're not trying to. But these are the main symptoms that we look for in gastric cancer. Anytime you start, God forbid, vomiting blood or having weird abdominal pain that is just not going away with the help of just anti-acids or what have you. These are the things that one should think about reaching out to their family doctor about. If it's diagnosed early, surgery is planned for you, which is the best thing you can do about a cancer, get it out of the body. So my recommendation is actually do not delay your treatment, do not delay your diagnosis. To learn more, call 843-402-CARE or visit rsfh.com. again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Ah, now I don't know about you all, but we had Thursday off and I worked like a dog in the kitchen on a Wednesday and a Thursday and a little bit on Tuesday. But Friday I had off Saturday Sabbath, you know, was a kind of restful but, you know, busy day. And yesterday I had a restful day, so I am so rested. I am so enjoying, you know, the fact that I had so many days off. Now, I did miss you. Don't, you know, don't think that I didn't miss you, but... I just needed that break. Oh, my goodness gracious. Whoa. That was good. That was good. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I am definitely in the mode of shaking the Monday morning blues because I'm actually okay. I'm actually okay. So I'm hoping that your days off, you know, were welcomed as well as beneficial to you. So welcome back 
to his due time with Pastor Steph after a few days off, and let's get to talking about this health thing. Now, I, I don't think I've seen as many recalls as I have, you know, some listeners submitted recalls, some other recalls that I stumbled upon myself, and I definitely wanted to get this information out to you. So let's start talking about the ice cream the yogurt that's being recalled. Now, I'm not familiar with this particular Wilcox brand, and for Pastor Steph, that's big, yeah, because I, I kind of know all the kind of off brands and things like that. But this is circulating in quite a few states here. This uh, yogurt line ice cream, and let's see, uh, ice cream bars, okay? They are sold in New York, and I'm sure not the only place that is sold, but anything Wilcox, frozen, ice cream, ice cream bars, throw it in the garbage, just throw it in the garbage. They said the sell by sell. By dates are 10-5, 10-6, and 10-26, and 10-27 of 2024. So despite the fact that you would have about a year to use this stuff, throw it away. You also have Leonardo's, throw it away. So Wilcox, Leonardo's, all of that stuff, throw it away. They are really, really concerned about the Listeria that can be in these items, okay? Anything, Wilcox Frozen Desserts, Leonardo's, I say throw it all away. Take it back to the store. Generally, they do give you your money back. So don't even worry about it. It's just not, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Another recall. Now, I heard of this a couple of weeks ago. Nectarines. Plums and peaches. Now, considering that we are in the month of November, you generally don't see many plums in November. You may see a peach or two, but I have not seen a nectarine in quite some time. So, again, nectarines, plums, and peaches are being recalled across the United States, again, due to listeria and They say that the fruit was sold in retail stores until about November 15th. Now, they have some stickers that they want you to look out for. Throw it in the garbage. I mean, I'm not looking through a whole bunch of stickers to see if these numbers are on the sticker. Throw them out. Throw them out, okay? And considering, I mean, and and listen. If Pastor Stephanie tell you to throw it out, throw it out. Because I don't talk about throwing out no money. That, that's something I don't talk about. But you know what? At the end of the day, again, it's not worth it. And to follow up on that, you do have, unfortunately, some people who did get sick. There was a listeria outbreak linked to the peaches, nectarines, and plums. Ten hospitalizations and one death. You see what I said? Just throw them out. And that was over seven states. So if you have bought plums, 
nectarines and peaches and that you still have not eaten because if today is what the 27th stuff like that doesn't last very long we don't have our, we don't have a lot of produce that lasts very long in my refrigerator so i don't know if you even would still have it but if you have it throw it in the garbage throw it in the garbage okay or take it back to a store you may not you know be so successful if you don't have a receipt but it's just not even worth it again all right what else we got another another recall we've got infant medicine for pain and fever yeah we've got like a Tylenol type of medicine, and it's called KinderMed. So it's Kinder Farms is the one that distributes KinderMed infants pain and fever medicine, and they have KinderMed kids pain and fever oral suspension medicine. They're saying that the acetaminophen is the culprit in these medicines and there's some health risk associated with this acetaminophen and they say it is producing acute adverse health effects including abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, or jaundice at higher doses. So in other words, if you continue to give your child this medicine, it will possibly make them sick. So again, that's KinderMed infants, pain and fever, as well as KinderMed kids, pain and fever. All right? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I think I have one more recall. Let me see. Oh, you got ground beef. Another recall on ground beef, this time because they believe it has foreign matter in it. Lord have mercy. What are y'all doing with our food? You've got 5,600 pounds of raw ground beef that might be contaminated with a foreign object. Oh, my goodness. Now, here's where it becomes a little tricky. They produced it back in August, but they've sold it and shipped it to Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Wisconsin. They say it was reported after some officials received a customer complaint reporting that a foreign object was found during their food prep. Now, they, I would say go online because it's not a known name brand. You know, it's not like when Purdue recalls their chicken or things like that. It's some off-name brand. So go online. It's it's, uh, produced by Skyline Provisions, Inc., but it has a very generic label. So go online if you have purchased some ground beef that you still haven't eaten. Go online and look at what it looks like and see if that might be in your refrigerator or freezer. Okay? 
All right, now, let's get to this Thanksgiving leftover conversation. We've got a few more minutes for our health conversation this month. Now, you don't, you know, really throw away food because you want to. Most times, by Sunday, everybody's kind of trashing the food that they had for Thanksgiving because you're pretty much tired of eating it. However, there are some people who are, you know, they will hold it over for a little longer. And they say that mashed potatoes are one of the things that you really need to get rid of, all right? So they're talking about how you store your leftovers. So they say that they they they're recommending that you throw out your refrigerated leftovers after three to four days. So that would give Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So today, eat it or freeze it. Okay. They say if you still have some things that can be frozen to go ahead and freeze it, and it can be rendered safe for three to four months, okay? Now, I want to make sure I give you all of the information. <sighs> they say a lot of people are looking for the smell, and a bad smell definitely can um, indicate bacteria or mold or some microorganisms that have now fallen into your leftovers. But they say bacteria doesn't cause a lot of illness. Some people do feel sick and some people actually don't. It's really not something that is guaranteed so what in other words what might make you sick may not make another person sick and vice versa so they said please you know don't sit with these leftovers for too long because they can get e coli or salmonella bacteria in the food and food doesn't, when it spoils, it doesn't always smell initially. So, mm, be just be careful. Just be careful. After, I would say after today, definitely tomorrow, get rid of it. All righty. Now, here's one of the problems. Your refrigerator should be kept between 40 degrees and anything lower. Okay. They, um, higher, wait, wait, you know what I'm saying, lower, yeah, lower, I'm saying it right, okay. They say that when you are constantly opening your refrigerator back and forth, you're now tampering with the temperature of the refrigerator despite the fact that it's set. Now, imagine you have several people in your home and Thanksgiving food, people like to eat, you know, they eat a little bit of this, they might eat a little bit of that, they may not eat everything all at once. So they're making several trips. 
So if you've got three or four people in your home and all day long people are going in and out of the refrigerator for beverages and snacks and food, your refrigerator is technically no longer at 40 degrees, okay? And they're saying that's where the problem comes in. And the cold cannot kill the bacteria, okay? So he's saying, not he's saying, but they're saying also when you reheat your food, if there's any bacteria that's sitting in the food, it comes back to life. So mm. now they say if you freeze your leftovers again, it can make it last a few months depending on the fat content. Now, we don't know how fat content, you know, we ain't going to go looking this stuff up. So, you know, just be careful of when you do take your food out of the freezer. Again, they have talked to, we've talked about how to defrost your food. Make sure you keep it in the refrigerator so that it defrosts properly and you don't get sick. They say use double layers of aluminum foil and plastic wrap for extra protection. Now, I told y'all, go get the pressing seal, plastic. Don't get that other stupid plastic that twists all up when you're pulling pulling it off the roll. Oh, what a waste of money. They say plastic wrap is permeable to oxygen but not water. So in other words, we know it's not, you know, waterproof. They say aluminum foil blocks both oxygen and water, making it better at preserving it. So, you know, that depends on what you're wrapping up, okay? And they say where you place your food in the refrigerator is definitely important. They say... Put your leftovers like meat and dairy, since those are the first to go bad, put them closer to the center of the refrigerator, and this makes them more likely to remain near a constant temperature. Put your food that is slowest to spoil, such as cranberry sauce, sweet potatoes because of the sugar, by the door, because that kind of, this is a preservative, so it kind of preserves your food. This is some good stuff, y'all. I mean, I think about how many times God has saved our lives. We should have been sick and dead. Oh, my goodness. So that's how you keep your stuff on, you know, in the refrigerator. So, again, I'm going to remind you, your stuff like meat and dairy, that spoils quickest. So they say put that to the center of the fridge. We just read a couple of weeks ago that milk is best in the back of the refrigerator because of the constant, again, that constant opening and closing of the door. And what you want to keep kind of to the front of the refrigerator or on the door are the things that are sugary and preserved, such as cranberry sauce or sugary sweet potatoes. All right, so hopefully everybody will remain healthy, okay? All righty. I don't have a lot to talk about today as far as news, but I do want to talk about some good news. 
You have a six-year-old little girl who helped to save her mother's life as they were driving. Mom and the six-year-old, mom ended up like kind of slumped over. They were driving to grandma's house, and mom ended up slumping over the steering wheel. She had had a stroke. And the little girl, six years old, she um, actually took the cell phone, called grandma, and told grandma that mommy wouldn't wake up. So the grandmother told her to call 911, and she ended up with a dispatcher, Latanya Malone. So between Latanya Malone, the dispatcher, Little Brianna and Grandma, because what the dispatcher did was she called Grandma on her end. So she actually had the two of them on the phone. She got Little Brianna to describe her surroundings and how far she thought that they were from the road and to describe her mother's condition. And they were able to locate them. Look at God. That's all I'm saying. So over two hours, it took them two hours for the first responders to actually find the the two on the road. And they say that little Brianna stayed on the phone, followed all of, you know, Ms. Malone's instructions and just, mm, they say she opened the door to give her mother some fresh air. She says, I tapped her on the face to see if she would wake up, but she didn't. Now, you know, I, I'm I'm giving God thanks because, you know what, I'm going to tell you something. I have seen grown people panic. And here you have a six-year-old little girl in the back seat with her mom. Mom suffers a stroke, and she keeps her composure long enough to call grandma, to let grandma know what's going on. Now, grandma didn't call 911. She actually instructed the little girl to call 911, which she did, followed all the instructions. So that meant that she kept a cool head. There was no panicking. And, you know, really giving God thanks for something like that because in a, after a stroke, they always tell you those seconds are crucial crucial and to think that two hours went by that that could have been a mess first of all you know i want to talk about the fact that we need to keep our phones charged keep your phones charged look at how you know a charged phone saved this woman's life two hours I, let me tell you something. You know what I mean? Tell somebody, to, oh, I got to hurry up because my phone is on 2%. How? How? Come on, y'all. You got to do better than this. 2%, God forbid you end up in an emergency. Most of us do not carry a portable charger. So thank God that the phone was charged. Thank God that the little girl kept her head. Thank God that she was kind of, you know, these kids, they are very savvy when it comes to, you know, how 
You know, we use the phone. They can use the phone better than we can. They can use the iPads better than we can. So, you know, I celebrate that today. You know, we talk about these kids and, you know, what about the other six-year-old we've been talking about for the entire year? How he took the gun to school and shot the teacher and he was a menace. So this stuff starts very early in life. Well, we're talking about the opposite end today. And thank God for little Brianna. Thank God for little Brianna who really helped to save her mommy's life. Oh, now, I got a couple of quick stories before we bring our due time crew on with us. Now, the kids in the school have been going bug wild. I mean bug wild. I could not look through the news last night, and I got up early this morning because I didn't have any news. And all I kept seeing was the same story about these kids out here in Jamaica, New York, and how they have been, been they've been menacing these teachers and um, the the staff, and they've even gotten into some altercation with the school safety. So you got four kids who were arrested after assaulting some school safety. Uh, agents out at Hillcrest High School, and you know they—it's it—and it stems from some pro rally, pro Israel rally, where they were the kids, uh, the whole mob of kids, at one point, excuse me, were chasing a teacher. <laughs> Into a closet. The teacher had to lock themselves up in a closet. So there's two incidences that took place in this same school. They have video that captures the attack on one NYPD officer. And they say this brawl broke out in the midday around noon when three of the students were fighting another two students. So as the... As the school safety came to, you know, uh, break it up, they ended up being attacked. So you got two 15-year-olds and, oh, okay, I just got a hit. I'm sorry. I'll, thank you. I'll come to that. So you got two 15-year-olds and two 16-year-olds who were arrested, and they, it became one big melee over there now they (laughs) this is all being posted on social media this is being posted on twitter and the kids are literally going buck wild over there as a matter of fact they have shut the whole school down yeah that's the last thing one of the last things that they say is that the school has been shut down until they do um a larger investigation now I just got a hit that the rally was because a teacher posted Israel Matters in her social media. Now, the children, the students, were the ones who, thank you for that information, the students were the ones who responded. And now, we're going to talk about this thing. You know, I guess for them, they had never heard anything matters. 
Now, I, I, this is just what I'm going with. You know, we've never heard. I'm 57 years old. We've never heard that anything mattered. So now, you know, they are, you know, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter. So I guess they were insulted when they saw Israel Matters. And I want to know what you think. You know, should they have been protesting and rallying because the teacher posted Israel Matters? Should it have been locked down with the phrase Black Lives Matter and it was like completely ours and no one else should ever, ever use it? Is it too soon for anyone else to use it? Should it only be in, you know, America is used or the American lives matter. I don't know. You know, what do you think? And uh, it's Relationship Monday as always. So we're definitely going to get to a conversation about relationships, but I'm interested in what you think. So let me speak to my due time crew and hear what they got going on in their heads. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday, morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Thank you. I am well. How was your Thanksgiving weekend? My Thanksgiving weekend was very wonderful. And I did want to talk about an amazing superhero who normally does not put a spotlight on herself. But I did want to mention that our star, our leader, the one who gives us everything that we have to during the week, Pastor Steph's birthday came past. Oh. So I definitely wanted to spotlight oh. you, um, telling you thank you so much for who you are and what oh. you've done and how you writing, not just just the, the due timers, but those that listen um, there would no, there would not be a due time with Pastor Steph without you and the type of person oh. that you are. And you're always pushing and exhorting other people to be greater, not just where they are, but to be bigger and and to see more than just the, the small spectrum. So I wanted to appreciate you and wish and oh. pray that this year is a wonderful blessing to you. That you push forward, that you strive for greater, that you be even more than you ever have been. You know, I, we often hear that you say you have a limitation, but you are far greater than you've ever verbalized. Aww. So happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you. What beautiful sentiments. I so appreciate that. When you first started talking, you were like this superhero. You should have seen me, like, into the phone. I'm like, well, wow, who did she spend the weekend with? <laughs> Oh, only to hear you mention my name, and I so appreciate that. Thank you so much for such beautiful sentiments. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate you as well. You all bring out the best in me. Oh, thank you. So let's talk about this whole high school business. You know, you have, you know, the high schoolers who have literally lost their minds over there in Hillcrest High School. They are protesting and rallying last week um, against the teacher who posted Israel Matters. And then you have the, um, the fighting that broke out 
and now they are attacking the people, the, the staff, the school safety agents who are breaking it up, as well as the NYPD officer who was um, uh, injured in the melee. And, you know, you're talking about something stemming from a post that a teacher made, Israel Matters. What do you think about that? Do you think they should have been upset or offended? Should this Black Lives Matter be contained and isolated for our usage, you know, those of us who are black African-Americans or black whoever? What do you think? I feel like you have a right to protest, you know. Um, I would never limit anybody's ability to protest. This thing that that annoys me is if you're going to come up with a thought or an ideal, then come up with your own thought. You know, I I have heard many times, not just this one time, you know, you lives matter, all lives matter, blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and it gets tiring. You know, if if that's the, the statement that, that you're going to use, then find something else. Find another phrase that works for you. You know, I, I, I just, you know, since probably a little bit right after the pandemic, which is when Black Lives started to really rally together and you start to, started to see protests. You actually saw physical bodies walking streets and, you know, going in avenues and, you know, keeping, you know, traffic back. You know, that's when everything started. And so we, co- we coined the phrase Black Lives Matter. And I think that when you cross that line and you use anything matters, then you kind of make a as though black lives don't matter. You know, the phrase that says all lives can't matter until black lives matter means something. And so, you know, when you keep using that phrase, it's almost as if black lives don't matter. Everybody else, you know, trumps us. You know, we have for years and years, we are basically the productive, you know, we have uh, created the world, you know, there's so many different things that we have added to this world that you don't even think about, you know, things that you use on a daily basis, and we have yet to get our right. And so when you use that phrase, I think that you do it a disservice. And so if the youth want to protest, look, if I could put on my little T-shirt and my little, if I could squeeze into my little cheerleading outfit, then I'll do it too. <laughs> Not that I'm saying that they should cause a calamity, but, you know, I'm to the point that they have to, but if, if I have to get my point across by closing the school down, then so be it. You know, I, I'm sorry that it's going on to this degree, but, you know, you should rally. You have a right to do so. Okay, all right. Tamika says, get your rally on, because Black Lives Matter need to stay contained. Get your own phrase if you're going to push your agenda. All right. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. Let's see what your brother, Pastor KL, has to say this morning. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. And of course, I have to follow up. Lady Timmy, I will be remiss if I didn't say happy birthday to you. You know, I'm reminded of the days that I talked about this story when, you know, you babysat me and you taught me my ABCs. Sometimes sometimes I didn't speak well and you told me to use my words, you know, use my syllables. And, you know, that, that, that brought me where I am. And because of you, because of my start, 
you know, and I just want you to know that that I love you because of that. But seriously, <laughs> I, I, I want to say I thank, I thank God for you. You know, God is really doing tremendous work through you, you know, for you in your ministry. You know, I, I watch how you deal with, with, with your church and I, I watch you grow spiritually. I listen to, to your congregation speak. And every year it seems like someone is growing more and more and more in God. And, and I thank God for you being at the helm of that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, continue, to do what, what, continue to do what you do. God is using you. And I know sometimes, you know, we get tired and it seems like we get a little weary, you know. But, but, but the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. And he, you know, he, he'll, he'll, he'll give it all to you. Every, every strength that you need, he'll find it and he'll muster it up in your body that you can go a little further. So continue to let God order your steps. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, 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 the sky is the limit for what he has for you. Happy birthday, oh. Pastor Steph. Well, thank you so much. Another beautiful um, sentiment, set of sentiments. And I so appreciate, you know, the time that you took this morning as with other lady Tamika to share how you feel and I guess it'll all come out later whether you lied or not, but <laughs> no, thank you. So, <laughs> I know you're reading it from some script over there. But thank you I'm so much. I so appreciate <laughs> so appreciate you. Um you know, and, and what you shared this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, that really, what you both have said means so much to me. Thank you so, so very much. So, what are you thinking about this Black Lives Matter phrase um, that has been converted to Israel Matters and the students over at Hillcrest, high school are not trying to hear this. Do you think it should be contained to black people because black lives matter? Or, you know what, let whoever wants to use it, just make it interchangeable. You know, how do you, what, what goes on in your head? Well, a lot of things goes on to my head. Um, black lives can't matter until black lives matter to black folks. You know, mm. it's, it's almost like it's almost like me saying, listen, you need to follow God, but yet I'm not. And you're watching me, and I'm doing things further from God, further from God. But yet I keep on preaching to you every Sunday on the pulpit saying, listen, God is the way. God matters. But yet I'm doing everything my own way. I'm going down my own road, and, and it doesn't seem like it. So though it seems good on paper, I don't see it in reality. So maybe let me try Israel back. Or let me try Africa matters because maybe it really matters to, to the Israelis, or to the Africans, you know. But until Black Lives Matter to Black people, you know, what I'm saying? until I can see that Black Lives Matter, because I, I'm still seeing we killing each other, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I keep see, I still keep seeing that we're extorting each other for money, you know. I, I keep seeing that we're lying on each other, you know. I, I keep seeing that Black lives don't matter to Black folks. They just want the white folks to recognize that black folks matter. Mm. You know, I have to say that you both have, you know, expressed my sentiments. And one of my biggest issues that I have also said, I agree with both of you, and and something that I've always thought about as well, when it was the Black Lives Matter movement is, 
We don't act like Black Lives Matter. Now, now here's the interesting part. You rally one week because you're angry that the teacher uses Israel matters, and yet the following week or later in the same week, you now have two kids fighting another two kids, and now y'all are responsible for injuring uh, an NYP officer as well as some safety agents. Now, let me help you all understand, for those of you who don't know, I live in Jamaica, Queens. And can I tell you, it's us out here. So I don't have to tell you that it was probably for black kids fighting. So now you want to push, as Pastor KL just said, you want to push Black Lives Matter, and you don't want anyone else to use this, but yet the following week, who matters when you're trying to kill one another? So I agree. If we're going to take a stand, I don't, I don't have a problem with you all taking the stand like um, Lady Tamika said. Okay, you know what? Listen, this was our slogan. You, we don't want everybody using it. That's fine. However, you cannot hold on to that if, like Pastor KL said, we just keep trying to kill one another because at that point, who matters? Who matters? Let them use Israel matters at this point. Let them use the pigs matter. Let them use anything matters because it doesn't, it, it doesn't show that we matter. So, you know what, when, when we're taking a stand and we're rallying and to the point where they've had to shut a whole high school down, I grew up in the New York City high school area as um, 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 uh, Lady Tamika, as uh, Pastor KL. They ain't never had to shut no school down. Lady Tamika, what high school did you go to? Bishop Lachlan Memorial High School. Okay, so that was out in Brooklyn. Um, uh, uh, Pastor KL, what high school did you go to? Michigan Arts. All right, and I went to Evander Childs in the Bronx. So you've got Manhattan, Bronx, and Brooklyn. We have never experienced them having to close a school down. But this here, this here, this is ridiculous. And if any school needed to be closed down, was Evander Childs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be insulted after you just got finished giving me such accolades. <laughs> oh, that's because you know, he, he knew about Evander Childs. He didn't go, but didn't live too far from it. But, you know, it just wasn't, you know, that bad. And, and I just got to hit this. Since they didn't even have to shut down Eastside High with Joe Clark. It's true. He went in and he, you know, he ruled with his bat. And they, <laughs> they didn't have to shut it down. So you can't, you know, when we're trying to send a message, we can't, you know, smash the message at the same time. So, you know, it really... It's it's kind of gotten out of line. So come on, young people. Come on, older people. Come on, seasoned people. We if we're going to rally and we're going to march and we're going to protest and we're going to take a stand, then we've got to live out what we're standing, you know, about. You you really can't, you know, go and 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 protest against. The drunk drivers when you drive drunk. It just doesn't. It just doesn't send a good message. And like Pastor KL said, you know, if we're going to 
preach Jesus, then we need to live Jesus. That's what people need to see. So unfortunately, I don't know how long the school is going to be shut down. They just said until further ed- um until further investigation. These kids don't need to be out of school anyway. So, you know, how many of them are going to be walking the streets? You know, what I'm sure they're going to do some remote learning, but they're not going to, you know, really hold hold down that rule. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Ah. Well, thank you so much for indulging me in our news. I did not say earlier, I said the due time crew will always make something out of nothing. Because I really did not think much of that, um, that, those news stories that I had there. All right. Now, last week we talked about, you know, this dating, you know, through an app and, you know, the young lady, if you will, did not uh, see any red flags. Uh, you know, that uh, this person showed that would allow her to have the thought to invite him over and become intimate with him. Well, we're going to shift gear a little bit this week, and we're talking about men who have subtle signs and qualities that they find attractive in women. So I, I, I actually liked this conversation for quite a few reasons and one of the things is what we just got finished talking about you know right now we need to help our young people groom themselves you know to let people know you know what 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 are people watching you know remember these are subtle signs these are not things that you know may stick out to some people some people may you know have something against this here but men say that they find these things you know, these subtle qualities, you know, uh, attractive. Confidence. Tamika, why do you think confidence is important and why men would possibly find that attractive? Confidence shines through in everything that you do and everything that you are. You know, if you are someone whose self-esteem is considerably lower, um, men can sense it. You know, they can see it, you know, and the predator, if he's looking, you know, and most of the time he's always looking, knows that there's a self-esteem issue. He also knows that if you're confident, he knows that he's not going to be able to progress because, oh, shoot, she can see me. You know, she can see what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, because she's confident, you know, not only that, nine times out of ten, she's already turned off by you because she recognizes, oh, you're just trying to, you're just trying to get in. Mm, wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. Pastor KL, you're the man. And would you say that confidence is a quality that's important and why is or isn't it? Okay, so, so confidence is very, very, very important because when you're confident in yourself, that means you, 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 you're satisfied by yourself. You don't need someone to make who you are, you know what I mean, and, and you can stand alone. You know, when, when you don't have confidence, you come with a lot of baggage and you accept a lot of stuff and you're a pushover. 
you know, and you just want a piece of a man because I'm lonely. But 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 when you stand your ground and say, listen, I I, I can do well with or without you, that 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 right there is is a turnoff. That's a total turnoff because now I know that you you even got my back because you're strong enough that even if I'm down, you know, your confidence will help us both. Mm. You know, I, both of you brought up something that is really was really important, and that's that's a low self esteem. And I want us to talk about that for a little bit because, you know, a lot of women, it you know, they battle with this low self esteem, and that will definitely take your confidence down. And the low self-esteem can come from so many different areas. I've seen low self-esteem come from the parents, right, from, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, you're not as pretty as. Jennifer Lopez actually talked about that in a documentary that I was actually watching with Shantice, and she talked about how she was the one that the mother didn't actually dote on. She actually paid a lot more attention and pushed the other two sisters because she thought that they would be the ones that would be, quote, unquote, something. And look at what happened, you know, no matter what we think about maybe her singing or this or that. She's out there. She's out there quite popular. And, and, and she's, listen, how do you start from a, from a, from a, in living color, fly girl, and and I don't know how many of you remember. Do you remember Lady Tamika and KL? She was kind of on the thick side. She wasn't thin when she was a fly girl. She wasn't, you know, where she, she is now. Right. And she mm-hmm. did her thing, and she climbed, and she, I mean, she's out there, and she you know, has really made it. So her self-esteem could have really been in the toilet, you know, had she listened to her mother. So that now could have easily affected how she was out there, you know, um, and her confidence even in her dancing and, you know, not arriving or achieving. So, you know, Tamika, let's talk about how that now kind of shines in everything that you do, this low self-esteem. Absolutely. And as a woman, <clears throat> there's all kinds of reminders of who you are not. You know, you see it on television, you know, of who you should be. You know, there are magazines, there are advertisements, there are things that say, oh, you should be this or you should be at that. And then when you have it at home, you know, the reminder or the comparison between, you know, you're not as good as such and such, or your grades should be this, or you should look like this, or, you know, there's there's all kinds of reminders, and you literally have to get to a point where you silence those. You find a way to silence it or start to become, start to look at yourself, because I I went through that for a while, you know, it was was the volleying back and forth, and I should be this, I should be that. You turn it around, no, you're going the wrong way, and it can be it can be boggling of the mind, and after a while, you get to the point where you say, "I'm not that bad." You know, I, I, what they said doesn't matter. You know, I've got to be able to accept me for who I am, all of the all all of the things that 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 is. You know, and be able to be comfortable and confident. Well, hey, I, 
I'm not that bad. You know, I can I can continue to and when you start to get comfortable with yourself, you'll find that those that are around you will as well. You know, whether it's female friends, whether it's siblings, whether it's parents, whether it's, you know, other family members, friends, when you get comfortable with you, so will others. Mm, I like that. I like that. Uh, Pastor KL, you know, confidence can be broken and self-esteem can be lowered even from your home. So you can't dictate where it's going to necessarily stem from, but how do you battle this and it works in the opposite direction of being confident? Well, you know, well, for me, this is just for me, when I, when I started, uh, you know, I started in art as a dancer, you know, wearing tights and all that other stuff. And, you know, of course, my dad being a man's man, he was like, no, you fruity pebbles, you ain't going to be no dancer, da 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 and, and, and that kind of, you know, shuts you down because, you know, when this is something that you want to do, that when I started to sing, you know, you can't sing. You can't, so it was like I could do nothing right in the arts, you know. So for me, every audition I went to, I had to prove to them, you know, saying that I am who I am, who God says that I am, you know. So I made sure I, I, I worked even harder to outshine, to outdo you know, and then when I made it to music and arts, I'm like, I, I'm here, I arrived. You know, say so I'm, I'm amongst thousands of folks who auditioned for the school that did not make it. You know, songwriter says the mayor didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. And and that within itself, you 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 let people negative, you know, saying boost you to positivity. You know that in spite of what you think, in spite of what you say, I know I can make it because God said I can. He said I can be anything I want to be. Then he said he'd give me the, the, the desires of my heart. And if my desires was the thing, then he'll give it to me. You know, like you both have said, you've got to figure out exactly, you know, what's going to um, stimulate you. Because you can't help the way people feel about you. You can't help the way people, what they may say or how they may talk about you even, you know, and you hear it down the pipeline. You know, some of the things are said directly to you, like Pastor K.O. just got finished saying, and some things are just said about you. And you've got to be able to stand up and fight against that in order for it not to kill you and your spirit. And it's not easy. It's not easily done. Some people, it it just doesn't work. You know, no matter how much they may fight, it doesn't work, and they're still battling. And now you're an adult, and now you're listening to what someone else says, and now you have no confidence, and you want to date, and you want people to notice you, but it's going to work against you if that's what's happened. To you and you haven't fought against it so I, I really thought that was really good um, a really good point to bring out because we kill ourselves we kill ourselves and we're out here wanting to you know meet somebody and yet um, men as for women or even and men uh, women are not going to be attracted to you one of the other things that men have mentioned is a little subtle um, quality that they like is a, a nice sense of humor. Lady Tamika, what are we talking about? 
Oh yeah, that's that's a go getter. <laughs> you know, um, it, uh, I, in in my lifetime um, of life, just you know, um, one of the things that I have often found is that um, with dealing with men, the first thing they say about me, um, and wow, you got a really good sense of humor. It's either you got a sense of humor or you're down to earth, which basically means the same thing in some instances. Because I laughed at something, you know, you, you lighten up a little bit, you know. Um, this life, you know, yeah, there are things that, that can frustrate you. There are things that annoy you. But to be lighthearted about life is a good tool, you know. It, it shows also that as soon as something goes, you know, wrong or awry or a little off, you, you're not spazzing off and going off the handle and flying off and yelling and screaming and throwing things, you know. It's more, oh, shucks, I burnt the rice. <laughs> it's okay. You know, there's another pot of rice or, you know, there's another bowl somewhere. I can go to the store and get some rice, you know. Life happens. Things happen. Bumps will, will occur, you know. Things will, you know, you'll have a rainy day. It's not going to always be sunny. Be lighthearted with life. And notice that as you laugh, others will laugh again with you. Mm. Oh, Pastor K.L. You want her, do you want her to have a nice sense of humor, or it doesn't really matter? Oh, no, that, that, if you have a great sense of humor, that, that is even a bonus. You know, that's a bonus above everything else that I look for. But if you have a sense of humor, you, you're going to have to have a sense of humor to, to be with me anyway, because I'm a fool. You know what I mean? And, you know, I may say something at any time. <laughs> if, if, if you touchy feely and you know, all tight, it ain't, it ain't going to work out well with me. Because we can, I could be at a funeral and make a joke, and you might be a little sensitive. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but that, that's definitely a, a bonus for me. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, uh, a woman who pays attention. Ah, how important is that, Tamika? Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's it's a catch catch. Sometimes it can be a good thing, and other times it can be a bad thing. But the fact that you're paying attention causes them to be on on point, you know. Um, in that, and the good thing is that you know something simple like um, the way he holds his face or his his expression when he's thinking, or you know, um, paying attention to things that he does. You know, if he drinks coffee, how does he like his coffee? You know, what how does he like it prepared? You know. Um, certain types of food, if you like certain seasons, especially if you're cooking, you know, pay attention to what it is that he likes, you know, what, what, what gets his goat, what makes him smile, what makes him happy. You know, the other thing is um, paying attention to other things, you know, um, that can sometimes cause an issue. Uh, you know, I remember when such and such and such. Just be careful when you're bringing those moments up um, because it can cause an issue. You don't need to bring up every single solitary thing. But every now and then, let them know, hey, I remember, you know, and I, I'm thinking and I remember and I'm on point. So if I'm on point, then you be on point as well. All righty. Pastor KL, a woman who pays attention to her man. You know, the men I have listed. We got Brother Al on the phone. Brother Al, I'm coming to you in a minute. He's joined us. But, uh, Pastor KL, is that important to you, that she actually watches and notices what you are and, and who who you are? Definitely. Um, 
however, from a different standpoint from Lady Tamika, I don't really need you to watch what I'm eating. I need you to watch if I'm having a stroke, if my sugar is too high, you know, if I'm falling low. You know, there, there, there are certain ways. Listen, for, for, for those of us who are diabetic, there, there, there are certain ways you act or, or, or you feel. You know what I mean? If you're around me all the time, you know when I'm too high. You know when I'm too low. You know when something's wrong and I need to shove a piece of candy in my mouth. Those are, those are the things that, that, that um, are good for me, that, that you're concerned about my well-being and, and you know my, my general habits. So that's important. Okay, okay. Let's see what Brother Al has to say. Good morning, Brother Al. Chop of the morning, chop, chop of the morning. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. This morning we're talking about a list that men have made, and these are the subtle qualities that a woman has that he notices. And paying attention to him is something that they list. Is that important to you, how the woman pays attention to the man? Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's very important. You know, you can't be sitting there, and, and you know it's hard these days, especially with people and them doggone cell phones. You know, I'm talking to you, and like, what you want for dinner? You saying whatever? You still on the cell phone? I'm like, how about if I get you some dog food? You said, that sounds good. Did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> so I think that's uh, I think that's uh, uh, very important. You know, um, I like me. I I hate the iron. I just don't like iron. I just don't. And I know I have to. And then sometimes I'll be getting ready for church, and then I'll say, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you. You wear this shirt right here? I think I can get away with it. And Tamika look at that shirt and be like, where are you going with that shirt? You need to iron that shirt. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's very important, very, very important to pay attention. And like and like uh, Pastor Kale said, especially if a person is sick in a certain way, you're diabetic or, you know, you need to know everything about, a person that's diabetic, how to help with this person, you know, uh, go into a diabetic coma. And I've seen that happen with a friend of mine, and she was with a man, and he actually died, and, and she held herself accountable because all she really had to do was give him a piece of candy, but she didn't know that because his sugar dropped. All she had to do was give him a piece of candy, he would have been all right, but she just didn't take the time to learn about it, and, you know, and she holds herself accountable. So it's very important to uh, be attentive Alrighty, alrighty. Ah, uh, now here's something that I have seen work a couple of different ways. You know, the men are listing that they want a woman to have a passion, whatever her, you know, likes are, whatever she loves to do, whatever she wants to focus on. They want to see a woman who has passion about something. Tamika, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it should be important to a man that she has her own passion or not? Um, I, I do think that that's important, that you have your own drive, your own initiative, something that, you know, that burning desire, something that you're interested in. Um, and, and what that does is it gives you time to parade. It gives you time to do what you want to do, gives some time to do what he wants to do, so that when you come together, you know, you can con- converse about 
what it is that your interests are. You know, um, you can have a shared mind or, you know, you can expose him to something that he's not um, aware of and vice versa. You know, when you have a drive of your own, you're not always wondering about what he's doing. You're not always, you know, um, we've talked about, you know, um, and, and even Al and I, we laugh and joke, you know. Um, if I can't get a con- in contact with him, I, I, there's a running joke. I said, put me on, you know, put me on FaceTime right now. I need to see what you're doing, you know. When you have your own drive, you're not always, always trying to figure out what he's doing, where he's going, who he's with, what time he's coming home, blah, blah, blah. Because you have your own initiative and you have things that you're interested in. Um, you know, you're not always on it. And I think that that is liberating um, for both of you so that you have your free time to do what it is that you, you love to do. Brother Al, what we're talking about here, is it important that a woman has her own passion or has passion about something at all? All right. Maybe Brother Al is indisposed. Pastor Kale. No, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I had a parent was saying good morning. I had a mute. Yeah, I think it's very important. That you know you have your own passion. You shouldn't have to be up under me all the time or like everything that I like. You know you should have something that you're passionate about. You know, and uh, I think it makes the relationship uh, healthy. I think it exposes the partner to something new that they may not have have, have done before. You know, so I, I think it's uh, very important. All righty, Pastor KL. Yeah, I, I think you should be passionate about me. You know, you know. that's why I have a better relationship. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my oh, my But no, I, no, I, I, I think I think you should have a passion about something. You know, first of all, it lets me know that depending on what you're passionate about, you're gold mine. Because if you're mm-hmm. that passionate about it, you're, stri- you're striving to get where you need to get to. You know what I'm saying? And then you're just not living vicariously through your children or vicariously through your mate. You know what I mean? There are things that you actually want to achieve for yourself. So I think that's important. All righty. Here's one that I have definitely heard before coming from men. He wants you to have your own opinion. This is a quality that they have listed that is attractive to them. Oh, Brother Al, let's start with you. What are we talking about here? Does she need to have her own opinion? Yeah, definitely have her own opinion. I I wouldn't take it no less. You know, some people, um, most people understand, if she don't have her own opinion, that means I just control her. You know, if I want a robot, I'll go to the store and get one. You know, even AI got their own opinion. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that that's important. If you got no opinion, that that tells you weak. You can't be with me. So that's very All important. All right. Pain. Uh, Tamika, we're talking about she having her own opinion. Men find this quality, this subtle quality, a really attractive. Why? Um, one of the. <laughs> You know, something just came across my brain as I was thinking, you know, um, and that's the the movie um, where (laughs) 
she says, well, what kind of movies do you like? What kind of movies, whatever movies you like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. what do you want to eat? Whatever you want to, le- whatever you want to eat, whatever you like, you know, that, that mm-hmm. can be frustrating. It's like, you don't have any ideal of your own. You don't have an opinion of your own. You don't have a thought of your own. You, you know, what, do, what is it that you like? What type of hairstyles do you like? What is it that, you know, it's one thing to give freedom, you know, but you have to be able to take a stand on what you believe, on what you like, what you don't like. So you're sitting there eating uh, macaroni, and you know you can't stand it because that's what he likes, you know. You have to be able to have something that you like, something that you agree on, and stand on it. And there's nothing wrong with having a difference of opinion. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. Just because I say I don't like something doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right, but it also doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Mm, All right, all right. Uh, Pastor KL, you know, she has her own opinion, she has her own thoughts. Some men find that intimidating. What do you, what do you think about it? Well, well, honestly, if you don't have your own opinion, you become a help weight instead of a help me. Because Mm, the reason for that is, I, I don't always make the right decisions. And sometimes I need someone who has an opinion to say, hey, let's regroup. Let's think about this. What if we do it this way? But if you agreeing with me in my bad decisions, then we're both dying together. And you never mm. threw out a lifeline to get us out of this thing, you know, just because you want to be in agreement. So, again, you become the help weight because now I'm drowning with you on top of me. Wow. Mm. You should have a way of phrasing things. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, a well-groomed woman. Uh, he's listing this as something he is suddenly attracted to. Brother Al, being well-groomed, how important is this? All right. Oh, sorry about that. Hey. Uh, no, I'm here. I do had you on mute, you know, the kids making noise, I had to put you on mute. <laughs> uh, well-groomed. Oh, that's very important. Oh, man, yes, yes, indeed. You you know, you, your hair right, you know, uh, uh, clothes clean, um, hygiene, all that good stuff. You know, it, 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 it's very important. You can be the nicest person on, on the planet and, and the prettiest woman in the world, then you smile and your teeth look like I'm looking at the sun. Uh-uh. No, you got to brush those things. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 or you're talking to me and, you, and your breath smoke, you've been eating garbage. No, what you doing? Uh-uh, no, sir. No, sir. So for me, that, that oh, yeah, that's very important. Very important. Okay, okay. Tamika, you know, he's talking about being well-groomed. And what does well-groomed mean to you? Presentation is everything, you know. Um, although I have had instances where, you know, I said, you, you figure you just going to make a quick run, you put a scarf on your head, go out the door, blah, blah, blah. And ironically, that's usually the time when you run into somebody <laughs> that you, you expect, you know, you'll find somebody, ooh, you know, he's gorgeous looking. And, and, and that's the day you have on your scarf, no makeup, you know. I think it's important whenever you walk out the door, you know, I, I think back to mom and dad. You know, when you're going out the door, you represent mom and dad or, 
or now that you're older, you know, you represent yourself. And so what you look like, you never know who you would come in contact. So anytime you're out the door or even when somebody is coming into your home, make sure that you've got the right presentation. Make sure you wash your face, comb your hair, put lotion where you think that people would least look. Yeah, I can't stand going somewhere and, you know, for whatever reason, somebody pull up their socks and to lift their pants, and you looking at ashy ankles. Put the lotion where it's supposed to be. Put some color on your face. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, and make sure that you're presentable because you, when you least expect it, that's when you'll find that, you know, especially if you're looking, that's when you'll find that Mr. Mr. Somebody or, she, or, or Mrs. Somebody is right in your face. So be careful. Be cautious. And make sure that when you go out, Present yourself like you want to be caught. All righty. Pastor KL, well-groomed. You know, first of all, I'd like to say, Lady Tamika, what about the guy when he lifts up his pants? You think he's wearing gray socks, but there ain't, ain't no socks on. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's I have to take a double check with my glasses. And look. <laughs> oh my goodness! But but as far as, as grooming, I, I'm I'm real different. I'm I'm real old school. I don't want to see your eyes before I see your body. Meaning that I don't need lashes all the way twelve feet away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I don't want to do unbelievable. You know what I mean? If we can play jump rope with your hair, you got too much hair. You know what I mean? We we got problems. <laughs> You know, because all I'm thinking is that my drain is going to get stopped up when you take a shower. You know what I mean? There's, well, there's, other, other problems. there's other problems when when you do stuff like that. You know, people don't look at that stuff ain't sexy, you know, and in fact, it's costly to you because you have to keep up with it. But then it gets costly in the house for maintenance, period. So, no, that, that, that ain't good to me. Wow. You know, I got a question. I got a question being that, you know, you talked about the men's ankles. What is this look with the pants, the skinny skinny pants on the man and the pants are above his ankles and he ain't got on no socks? What is that? Please somebody help me understand what this look is. It just looks so ugh. That's called that's called Michael Jackson lips. <laughs> well, Michael Jackson wore socks. Yeah, Did he not? His, his white ones that glittered. Yes, Yes, he wore <laughs> socks. I mean, this this whole look with this, I got to show my ankles and the skinny pants, and I'm like, oh, put some. Regular pants and some socks on, please. I can't stand it, can't stand it, can't stand it. No, 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 well, let, I, let, me just give you a, let me give you a vision. Look how fat I am. Look how I would look in skinny jeans. That is not <laughs> and, and Where's skinny jeans? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Brother Al, I'm go, we're going to make one round of this. We're talking about what's a must. We're talking about things that men say are subtle things that attract them to a woman. What for you is that one thing that attracts you to a woman? 
a sense of humor. Um, you have to have a sense of humor to deal with it. You just have to because things are always popping in my mind, joke-wise, and and I'll see something on the street and just say something crazy. Like you, you have to have a sense of humor. That's that's a big attraction for me that you got a sense of humor. Then we, you know, then we'll talk a little more about other things and see. Okay, if you got the sense of humor, let's see if you got the other things, you know. But a sense of humor is a big part for me. Okay, okay, okay. So that was on the list. Tamika, what is an absolute must for you? Someone who has boundaries, you know, be able to, to have a line, you know. I'm just going to keep crossing and crossing and crossing, and there's nowhere that I can't go or nothing that I can't you, you Be able to stand on your own feet. You know, say what you say, mean what you say, mean what you mean, and stand by. Okay, okay. Now, what's the actual opposite? I'm coming back to you, um, Brother Al kind of went ahead. But what's the thing that you will not stand for? Among others, smoking. Smoking would be my mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. Why? can't stand it. It's not horrible, you know, and, and there's not a release from that. You, you know, I, I have I have cut alliances, I have cut relationships, because you always think. You don't, it, you, I don't get a break, you know, just because you decide that you're not going to smoke the hours that you're with me, there's residual. It's in your hands, it's in your clothes, you know, it's in your hair, you know, when you talk to me and, it, and, and God forbid you, you come over to kiss me, yeah. I'm already rushing just the thought of it, you know, and so I don't want to be around you. Mm. You know, I have to, I have to tell you, the one thing that was such a turnoff to me about this smoking, I, there's a, there's a child, and both his parents smoke. When I tell you, I would keep him. The bag smell like smoke. All his clothes smell like smoke. Everything they had touched, Tamika, <laughs> on this little baby, had it smelled like smoke. And they would say, right. oh, we smoke outside. But because, like you said, it's in your clothes, it's on your hands, it's in everything you do, everything he had. Sm- I thought at one point, they were lighting up and passing him the cigarette. Because when I tell you everything, he, oh, my God. And they don't realize that it does. It, it's in everything. And that is, it, it, drive, it used to drive me crazy. It used to drive me crazy. Oh, my goodness gracious. So I definitely can understand. Brother Al, what is that absolute no for you? It's the deal breaker. Don't even look for this. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, cigarette is one of mine too, but I think one of my biggest, biggest ones is a person who's jealous and controlling, which comes in together. Um, you cannot tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm a grown man. And I've, I've had that happen. Or even like you said, they got some, everything that you do. You know, I'm driving a car. Slow down. Make it right here. There's a stop sign. Don't you see that red light? Watch out for that pedestrian. Back up here. Slow down. Shut up. 
<laughs> you know, always got to be in control of everything. You know, that, that drives me insane. And jealousy is something that's not going to go away. People don't understand that that is a part of that person's makeup. That person is jealous. And some people are like, well, you know, if I don't do this and I don't do that, and then that's when the control come in. You can't have female friends. Are you nuts? I do this girl 20 years and I'm with you. You're going to tell me I can't be her friend no more? You have gone crazy. So that's a straight, straight deal breaker for me, the jealousy and the control. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir. That's a sir. No, sir. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Brother Al. You know, here's the thing. God can do anything. And that's why you want to definitely find a person who's in the Lord. Because, you know, when yeah, you yeah. have these these habits and these characteristics that are, you know, where, you know are so intolerable, you have a person who might be attracted to you. But one of your qualities, or characteristics, not qualities, characteristics, might be this jealousy and control. And you might be losing because you can't control this. Well, we can't control anything without God. I don't care. Don't, don't let nobody tell you anything different. You cannot get better if there is no God. Even for those people who have stopped smoking. I talked about this last week, you know, or stop drinking. You know, they may not accredit God to that, but believe you me, if God was not in the forefront, you could not stop these habits. So if you have that controlling or jealous habit, without God, you just might die like that. It may not be, you know, as you get older and mature a little bit, it may not be so out there but only God can really when you submit your life to the Lord can he really deal with you know molding you with and 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 reshaping you that you don't have this um component that is such a turn off to you know the opposite sex pastor KL what what's the one thing that really attracts you to a woman her having her own money, Lord Jesus, that's so attractive. <laughs> I am not the cash cow. When them kids come up to you and say, are you my new daddy? And and bring you a Christmas list? Oh, no. You need to have your own money. No, 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 no. That's a trick. Okay, that's interesting. So how does she let you know she has her own money? Well, I ask her. You got to your own money? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of mess is that? Yeah, I need to know if you got your position. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna pay for this one. You know, say this this is on me. This dinner on me. But do you got some money? Because you at least <laughs> have to pay for the tip, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So on the first date, you don't even cover the tip? Listen, listen, we dating, we getting to know each other. I, I'm trying to know if you got the tip money. You know. We're getting to know each other. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ladies, yeah, listen up, listen, listen up. In a minute, they're going to be like, women's lives matter. Okay, well, bring some money out. <laughs> 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 you 
<laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh, okay. So what's the one thing that is a complete turn off? You cannot tolerate this thing. I'm with Lady to because drinking and smoking, I think that is so unflattering for a woman. I, re- I really, really do. I-, I think that is the ugliest look that can possibly be. Mm. A woman with a, with a 40 in her hand or, you know what I'm saying, a cigarette, that is so unflattering. There's nothing wow. sexy about that. Okay, okay. Well, ladies, you've heard it. Gentlemen, you've heard it. And this is only three people. You know, but this it gives you something to think about. Oh, thank you for your contribution to today's conversation, my due time crew, and I pray you have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You too. All righty. Thank you. All right. Nice conversation. I'll be taking notes because I always tell you bring your pen and pen to the phone to the iPad, to the whatever, however you're listening, because you always need to take notes one way or another. Uh, It's the top of the hour, as I like to call it, and it's a Monday morning, and there's one thing that goes on. We've been missing this component for the past couple weeks, but we are so grateful that we have the switch with Shantice this morning. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Before I give That's the switch good. tip of the week, I would like to do my new, uh, God just blessed me with a new talent, I can bebop now. I want to give oh. my quick little happy birthday bebop to Pastor Seth. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, I can't be about to stay in my lane. But I just wanted to make sure I said publicly happy birthday to my mommy, my pastor, my mentor, my best friend, my pain in the behind sometimes. But I thank God for blessing me with you. I thank God for turning me over to the parent that would turn me over to him. And thanking you so much because without God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and you, I would not be here giving the switch tip 170 this week. But happy birthday, Mommy. Pastor Steph, Mommy, I love you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Such beautiful sentiments this morning. Giving God thanks. Giving God thanks. And uh, I appreciate it makes me feel very good. Thank you so much. What you got for us today? Today I have the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet. And our switch tip 170 is be ready for the field. And this switch tip is particularly, particularly, particularly for us believers. It's for everyone, but especially for those of us who proclaim Christ, who have given our lives to God, who possess the Holy Spirit. Because when you think about being in the field, you're on campaign while you're engaging in combat or a series of moves requiring skill and care. That's the official definition of the phrase in the field, right? But because I'm a millennial, you know, I have to break that down real quick and I have to look up the slang. And I, I, I knew what it meant because 
you know, I work certain jobs. When you think about being in the field, one of the things you think about is work. And when you have certain jobs, especially when you're working on jobs where there's commission, you know, you're in the office, you're learning new things, and you're taking people's products, whatever, and then you go in the field, and you try to recruit people to either sign up for your service. We all know it because everyone then had a Spectrum worker or Optimum worker or Verizon Files worker come knocking on your door so that you can sign up for that particular cable service, right? So they are now in the field. So the slang meaning for in the field is in actual use, done in a real, natural environment, being active, out and about and making connections in direct contact with a source of data or subject of interest, as in doing work outside an office or laboratory. And when you read Matthew 13:38a in the Amplified Version, it reads, and the field is the world. So I read those definitions and that first part of the verse to say, people of God, Christian, God is requiring us, especially now, to be ready for the world. We live in the world. We are no longer of the world. Thank you, Jesus. But it is our job to now stop being comfortable with getting up, taking showers, getting dressed, putting on your new hat, going to church, in the building, and then you leave and go back home. No, we now have to be out in this world for Jesus and making sure that we are doing his work and trying to reach all of these people of all ages of both genders so that we can now show them how Jesus wants to elevate them and get them back up in the church, right? When you think about being out here, you're thinking about miracles of healing. Matthew 9, 35-38, message version reads, Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages. He taught in their meeting places, reported kingdom news, and healed their diseased bodies, healed their bruised and hurt lives. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were, like sheep with no shepherd. What a huge harvest, he said to his disciples. How few workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. Now, when I read these verses, I thought about how I've been in church, and, you know, you hear you know, the pastor could be up there saying something. You hear, oh, yes, we got to save him. We got to save him. We got to save him. So I think that's safe to say that that falls under on your knees and pray for harvest hands, right? But then now when Jesus comes and says, okay, I need you to be the harvest hands and go out there and assist me in saving these lives, oh, no, I can't do that. We, you know, we, we can't do that. We, we got to be here in, in the church, or we got to be here at Bible study, or we got to be here for what, whatever it is that your, your, your church is doing. But his heart broke when he saw all of the people who were in need. And don't get us wrong, we all know that Jesus has the ability to do any and everything God sends him out to do. But it wasn't meant for him to do it after a certain time. So now he's relying on us, his chosen people, to now continue and complete that work here in the world for him. Matthew 10:1 message version reads, The prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Jesus called 12 of his followers and sent them into the ripe field. He gave them power to kick out the evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. So we all know 2 Timothy 2, 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We have the ability and we sell Jesus and God short. A lot of the times it's like, I can't do this. I can't do that. He did not give us the power to just come 
and sit up within the church building, sing, praise, eat, and go home. He's given us the power to minister for him. And see, this goes back to being a dry Christian. He's given us the power to not only speak through his word, but to speak through our testimonies, our personal experiences. That is what's going to now draw people who are in the world. It draws people in the church, too. But you got to make sure that you are allowing him to set you up to even know how to be in the field. John 14, 12, message version reads, The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. So, again, why is Jesus telling us we can do this? See, a lot of this has to do with comfortability, laziness, procrastination, and arrogance. And we have to make sure, because think about it, if you have ever, we have all had God come to us and say, I need you to do this, and I ain't doing that, for whatever the reason is. What is your reason for saying that? We have to make sure we are making the conscious decision of making the switch from being comfortable, from being lazy, from being a procrastinator, from being arrogant and prideful, to making sure that we are ready for the field, because God prepped us. He prepped his believers, his people in the church building so that now we as the body of Christ can now go in the field and assist Jesus in bringing his people back to him. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you so much for your switch tip and contribution into today's show. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, let's get that benediction, nice, short, and sweet, to the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. First Timothy one seventeen. All righty. We are talking today about subtle qualities men find most attractive in women. And one of the things I say to my young ladies in the congregation, make sure that subtle quality, but that confidence that sense of humor, that attention you pay, that passion you exert, and that opinion comes from God. You know, let me help you with something, ladies, and, and, I, and I always talk to the, the, to the ladies about this. When God is the head of your life and a man expresses interest in getting to know you. One of the things you want to make sure is they get to know the God in you. So what that means is you need to introduce them to God first. Now, many men may not agree, and one day maybe we'll, on a Thursday we'll talk about this, but I'm telling you, I have watched the transition and conversion of many women, young and old, 
from being, if you will, and I hate this phrase, but for the lack of a better phrase, unsaved, and then she's now saved. And let me tell you something. You don't want her without God. Oh, believe you me. You don't want to know the woman who's just the woman without God because she is not attractive in many, many, many different ways. We're talking about her opinion. She's overly opinionated. Oh, she's just telling you everything she feels. She's telling you everything she thinks. She's telling you everything she don't want, whether good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent. To her grooming... It's completely different than what God would want. She would be looking like what they say, a thot or hoochie or whatever you call them. And that's something that a man would not find actually attractive. You're talking about her passion. The things that a lot of women have a passion about is not necessarily wrong. However, it is not right for a woman who's actually interested in attracting a man or having a man in her life. Okay? Well, we're talking about the uh, her paying attention to you. A woman who does not know God, who does not have any int- atten- uh, attention, give any attention to God, she, a lot of women are all over the place, especially women these days. A lot of women have not settled down. So while you're trying to get her attention, her attention is trying to do everything. She wants seven uh, areas of, of income. She wants to do this. She wants to do that. And she doesn't have any time to really give to you. We're talking about a sense of humor. Uh, that's always one that's on the fence. And the confidence level is not confidence in God. She has, because she maybe have had to struggle, she may have had to struggle, and she's gone through all kinds of things, where her confidence has been built, there's no room for you. Because this is now an independent woman who does not feel she needs you. Just like Pastor K.L. said, a woman with her own money, yeah, you're going to find a whole lot of those. But not only are you going to find it for your benefit, but you're going to find that it, she has no room for you because she's not going to be looking to you for anything because she can provide and she has her own. So what you want, ladies and gentlemen, you want to make sure that there is a woman that's in the Lord. And ladies, if you're in the Lord, you want to make sure that that's what he sees in you, that he does not look at your body that he's not trying to look at you for what you got. You got your own place, you got your own car, you got your own this, you got your own that. He wants to find the Jesus in you. Because, see, when you give up too much talk, when you give up too much time, when you give up too much energy, when you're giving up so much, when it comes time for him to get serious about God, he's not going to be going in your direction because you have not insisted on that direction. You've insisted on something else, something else's priority. So now he doesn't want to know that Jesus that you know. And men, please let me help you understand. You want a woman who knows the Lord. All these things that you've listed, you know, her confidence and this and that and not paying attention to you and all of this and all of that, ain't none of that going to matter. 
Trust me when I tell you, because they are nice and ugly. They, they, you, you're going to find maybe they're good in the bed, but they're not going to be good nowhere else. They can be as intelligent as the day is long, but they'll act like a dummy. Nothing. They'll have nothing that you really want if you're a man in the Lord. And, you know, a lot of people don't feel like, you know, I need to find somebody there. I can now hopefully groom him or groom her. Let me tell you something. Let God do his, start doing his work before you get there. Because if you find a person on ground level, it's hell. Oh, it's hell trying to get them to at least turn the page to where you are. Let a man find you, ladies. The, the Bible gives us a man who finds a wife, finds a good, finds good. Men, please don't be out here looking for these women who you feel you can groom them. Because one of the things I'm telling you as a woman, you don't want an overly confident woman or overly independent woman or a woman who is is too much opinionated. No. Because you're going to have to tone her down before you can really get anywhere. You're going to have to tone her down and try to mold her and craft her into the woman that you want her to be. Let God begin to do his work in the life of the person that you're interested in. Now, y'all may not put a whole lot of stock into what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, I'm watching What's happening out here? Pastor KL gave me a compliment and said, you know, when I listen to your congregants, I see their growth. That's because whatever God gives me, I give out. I don't hold anything. See, whatever God gives me is for me to give out. So this is why I give you very valuable piece of information and advice today. Listen. Churches are everywhere. She doesn't have to be your faith necessarily. He doesn't have to be your faith necessarily. But you want someone who is at least interested in getting to know the God you serve. Because that should be your launching pad. See, if we could spend hours and hours on the phone chatting and kicking it and we talking about, we quoting things from movies and TV shows and all of these kind of things, all of that is surface stuff. What happens when the smoke clears? What happens when you have to get down to the real nitty gritty of who you are trying to get to know? What happens when you just spend so much time with this person? And now you're really vibing or however you say it, you know, now you're really into this person. And then you realize they're not interested in God. So you can't go no further because you're not willing to compromise your walk with God. Don't settle from the beginning. If he don't want to get to know the Lord, you better figure that out in the first five seconds. Because if not, you need to go your own way and let God send you somebody to be to invest in you've been listening to it's due time with pastor steph join us monday through friday from 7 a.m to 9 a.m where we discuss matters of the heart mind and spirit as you go through your day be sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth they will only serve as a distraction remember prayer changes things 
It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity for you to, to spend that time with the Lord and get a deeper relationship with him. Ah, later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where we'll be covering my two cents, Kingdom Business Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4. Until then, God spares our life. I love you. <laughs>